So, if you've listened to this podcast before, you'll know words like feature quite heavily. So, if you've got kids listening or you're easily offended, I'd highly advise you to... Hello, I'm Kathy Burke, and welcome to this dark corner of the podcast sphere, where darkness falls across the land, where the wind blows with the faint sound of wailing mourners, a place of unfathomable depths. <sighs> I must say, I must apologise for being a little bit late, a little bit out of breath. I've been doing some exhuming. There's a shortage on teeth. What with the old NHS? So I've been doing a bit of digging and yakking, yakking, yanking out, not digging and yakking. I've been doing a bit of digging and yanking because these old girls, they want to keep the false choppers in when they're buried, but we need them. It's a shortage. Where there's a will, there's a wake. So as we watch the sun go down on another mortal day, it's time to welcome our guests to this crumbling crypt. Some podcasts ask their guests for their favourite hobbies, others their dream holiday destinations. But on this show, we ask our guests to plan their perfect funeral. I mean, it's something that comes to us all, so why not plan for it now? And joining me today to tell us all about their fantasy funeral is the quite brilliant Jennifer Saunders. Jennifer Saunders. Ooh. <laughs> No expense spared, nice Jennifer. Say. My own jingle. I have to say, it's very nice to see you. Nice to see you too. Thank you for joining us, for agreeing <laughs> to come down into my crypt. Well, it's an interesting subject, isn't it? I suppose I, it is. It is. You're right. It comes to everybody. And not many people do think about it nowadays, I think. Mm. I think in, in the olden days, there was a sort of set funeral you knew you were going to get. But nowadays, because people aren't so religious... You can, you can sort of make it up as you go along. Well, that's it, and that's the beauty of it. The death. So, Miss Saunders, mm -hmm. you're dead. Sorry about that. <laughs> that's okay, actually. Uh, but the good thing is we had a little chat before you pegged it. Mm -hmm. And so, as this is a fantasy, I just want to know, how did you die? I died in my sleep. I oh. think that's how I'd like to go. I okay. think... I think the thing is, when you're young, you have a kind of, I like to go out like this, I like to go out, I jump, you know, jump out of an aeroplane without a parachute or something, mm. splat. I want to do something dramatic. I think as you get older and you're actually crumbling back into the earth anyway, it doesn't seem to matter so much. Yes. So I think, but I think I'd quite like to die having said goodbye. I think that's quite important. Right. And I think I'd like to die in a way that's not messy for other people. Oh, well, it's always going to be messy because you well, do leak. Be, I know you, you leak, but there are professionals that come around with plastic sheeting That's to true. cope with all the leaking. Um, but I would like to have said goodbye. Yes, and and just go to sleep on a on a lovely cloud of morphine. That would suit me. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream. Whether drugs you're dying would or not. be yes, please, Lots yes, please. Drugs. Not in hospital. So at home mm. on morphine. I'd yeah. quite like that. I think you're right. I think I think sort of when you're young, 
It's all about the dramatic death, mm. isn't it? Mm. But I think when you're young, you have that kind of feeling that you it has to be dramatic. You get so that people around you have that drama too. Yes. Um, but I think as you get older, that recedes, and you think, no, 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 I want to make it easy because my mum died last year, and we were all with her when she died. I mean, yeah. she'd been ill, and yes. we'd been looking after her, and she was at home. And she went, you know, and I was in the play. I was in Blythe Spirit right, um, in the West End. And they rang me the last week the play was on, and they said, it's, you know, she's not looking good. And I said, well, call me, because I can always drop out of the show. Yeah. Um, and on the last night of Blythe Spirit, Aid picked me up from the theatre. We drove straight down. My brother was waiting at the door. I opened the door. He said, come upstairs now. I went upstairs. She wasn't conscious, but yeah. she was still there. We all held a hand. We said, I'm here now. I'm here now. You can go. You can go. And she went. <sighs> That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? It's, it's beautiful. Like she knew and she went. See. Isn't that extraordinary? So, And I thought, we're all here. We've all said goodbye. And it was so calm and peaceful. Mm. And we stayed there. We had cracked open a bottle of whiskey and just sat around her bed until morning. Beautiful. It was so nice. And I thought, if I can go like that, it makes everyone who's left feel that it was okay. Yes, yes. And they see you go. And that's why I thought... It's not scary. It's really not scary. I'd never seen, I'd never even been to a funeral until right. I was about 18. Yes. Well, because it, our age group, kids weren't really a, allowed to go. No. They didn't have kids at funerals, no. did they? And my grandmother's died. Mm. And I was probably early teenager. I didn't go to the funeral. Right. It's weird, isn't it? It is. It is strange. I just think it's good nowadays. There's a bit more... Emotional intelligence. Yes. And things like that. Like we understand closure. Yeah. Now, you know, <laughs> and we all need a little bit of closure. Um, but it's important. And I think it, it's become a little less pompous, the idea of a funeral, you know, mm. that uh, there used to be that thing oh, God, shut the kids up, take the kids out. Someone's crying, you know, baby's crying, take it out, take it out. Yeah. You know, this has to be done properly I just think it's the it's the changing world isn't it mm. where we're not we're not so sort of frightened by authority anymore yeah. or realise <clears throat> that actually there are no rules to being buried no you know you've no. got to, there's got to be a death certificate you've got to register the death mm. but that's it on the bonfire anything else <laughs> absolutely you know tip them out of uh, you know tip them out of going for a little sail chuck them off the boat yeah Oh, you could do that, couldn't you? I, I suppose you if could. they're weighted down. Yeah, they've got to be weighted down. <laughs> and then by the fishes. Otherwise, it's been this Not body. just floating back onto the beach. <laughs> just sort of bashing Push into her things. out again. Yeah. Push her out. <laughs> oh, she's here. She's come right. She's done full circle. A bit like that fella that tried to disappear in the canoe. Oh, yes. And didn't he yes. ended up back where he fucking left off or something. So, no, we won't have that. So, yeah, so you listen, you're very loved by the nation. So how do you think the public reaction to your death will be? It I, That's always dependent on when you go, isn't it? Mm. Because if you go when you're, I still consider myself too early to go. Yes, oh so God, yeah. So I would think by now they go, oh, what a shame. Mm. What? Why? What happened? You know, who knows if she could have done any more, Kath? 
Or Did she was just content oh, with she had her back so catalogue. so much more in her. <laughs> so much more to give. Yes, she would have gone on to Panto. Who yes. knows? Yes. <laughs> so I don't, I, I don't know. You get that little bit at the end of the news, don't you? That sort of, and today, comedian Jennifer Saunders mm. died at home, da-da-da-da-da. And they show a few clips. Yes. And I, you know the clips. Oh, sweetie darling. Yes. And a little bit of French <laughs> Saunders. And that's it. You're gone, you know. Bit of, you know, black heart crying emoji on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I do find that odd when somebody pegs it and people do little crying emojis. And And people that don't really know. And then if you do know them. I know, it's a bit, they seem to be a bit of um, a couple of years ago because the people I follow on Twitter are not really big, well-known people. You know, they're people I'd be friends with up the pub and all that. And they're very good. They're very cynical and they're very scathing. Mm. And as soon as a death's announced, they're all like, who's going to be first to do the tribute? You know what I mean? Who's who's <laughs> quick there, you know, with the button? And in fact, I mean, it's sort of a bit wicked, but it was funny a few years ago. Are you blocked by Piers Corbyn? Um, not Piers Corbyn. <laughs> well, there is a Piers Corbyn. What's there his is. Brother? Jeremy's brother. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he's blocked himself, mate. Um, no, what's Piers his name? Morgan. Morgan. Have you been blocked? I don't blocked? know. I don't know. I don't. Well, I was blocked. Ooh. And it was because it's, it's, I don't know which of the people I follow on Twitter did it. But anyway, every now and again, because they hate this sort of celebrity quickly, oh my God, I'm so sad they died. Yeah. You know? So every now and again, they'll tweet about one that's been dead for years just to see <laughs> who's going to jump on it. <laughs> And anyway, and it was, uh, I think it was about lovely Tony Hart, who used to do um, Vision On. Vision On, yeah. And this is part of mine and Jennifer's uh, childhood. We had this great art (laughs) programme on the telly called Vision On, done by this wonderful man called Tony Hart. I mean, Tony Hart's been gone about 10 years or something. Yeah, must be. So anyway, someone put a tweet, it's so sad about Tony Hart passing. Morgan, straight on it. Oh, this is so sad. He was... (laughs) You know, and this man calls himself a journalist. He didn't even fucking Google to check. Straight on there. And um, I think I just replied, I just laughed, you know. So I thought he had a go at me. I said, this is terribly disrespectful and this isn't funny. And I just said, yes, it is. (laughs) (laughs) And then the next thing blocked. I got blocked. For laughing at his, his stupidity. His mistake. Oh. His mistake. What a twat. But he thought it was very disrespectful, maybe, which it was, but only disrespectful to the living because Tony, yeah, he's, he's been dead. long gone. He wouldn't care. It's, also, it's Twitter. <laughs> exactly. And who gives who a gives shit? Who gives a shit about Twitter? Nobody. No. So, um, yeah. No, the only person I'm blocked with, is, and this is a really weird one, is... When they had the leadership contest for the Tory party, the name Suella Braverman came up or oh, Braverman yes. came up. And I thought, I don't know who this is. Yeah. So I went on her, I said, I wonder if she's on Twitter. I'll see what, she, what she's like, what yeah. she does, you know. And it blocked. I was blocked. You were blocked. I was blocked. I've never Googled her even before. I've never done nothing. I don't even say anything on Twitter. Yeah. Blocked. Weird. She was, uh, what's the word? Um preparing you know what I mean she probably started Twitter for uh, oh, 
Mm. Right, who's who's not going to like me? Oh, I block them. Block them, block them in case. French and Saunders, <laughs> they won't like me, so I'm going to block them. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break. Oh, Goddess Charlie, are you feeling all right? No, Cathy, I feel awful. I'm riddled with virus. Oh, well, get out of this booth. I'm already full of lurgy. I don't want to get another one. Oh, no, not like that. I'm fit as a fiddle, fresh as a daisy, strong as an ox. I get it, Goddess. What's up, then? I'm exposed. I'm vulnerable, Cathy. My computer's been hacked. Oh, Goddess, what were you thinking? Didn't your parents teach you about protection? I know, I know. But I've done my research and there is help out there. Have you heard of NordVPN? They're the Batman, the Luther of cybercrime. Oh, that does sound attractive. But I'm not one of those tech-savvy types. I bet it's the right faff to get it set up. No, it's just one click on the NordVPN app and you're protected. Your computer condom is on. Hurrah! Exactly. Their threat protection feature shields your devices from viruses, malicious malware and phishing sites. Also, one NordVPN account can be used on up to six devices. Plus, you can get access to streaming services in other regions. Lovely. I bet that costs a pretty penny. Note all that for the price of a cup of coffee per month. Blimey. To get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash where there's a will. Our link will also give you four extra months plus a bonus gift. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee and you'll help support our podcast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Ah, yes, now, the obituary. So, what publication? The Lady? Where would you like your... your... Not the lady, (laughs) not the lady, not horse and hound, not country life. Actually, country life would be quite hilarious, wouldn't it? You do like your country life would be. And and I know on that first page in country life, they always have a hilarious to be married soon. One of those like, uh, I think it used to be a debutante or something like that. And it's now down to... You know, the daughter of Major So-and-so from something Mustard in Sussex is going to be married too. And there's a picture of her standing near a pond. Or <laughs> a picture of her sometimes in the pond. Yeah. And uh, I think perhaps that should they could have an obituary on the, the opening page of Country Life in a pond. Maybe just... <laughs> oh, I don't know. I mean, I don't really... To be honest, I don't really care. And that's the thing. Well, we know you don't care, but for um, the purposes right. of this so show, suppose, could you just fucking give right, it a bit right. of thought? Okay. Um, what other publications are there? The Oakhampton Times, yes, please. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd hope someone like Marina Hyde would write my picture. Oh, very good. <laughs> so that it's not altogether just. Sycophantic, sycophantic. Yeah. That it's got a little bit of something she'll, about she'll it. She'll talk about your faults. Yeah. But, but what, what? I can't think of any faults. There must be something you're not good at, Jen. Oh, there's tons of stuff. I just don't do it. 
If you're not good at something, why would you do it? But you've you've given things I a have, go. And I have, I've given things a go. I mean, there's be lots of stuff that I mean, singing, singing. Darling. I honestly, <laughs> she could have a go at my singing, even the fact that I tried. I saw you in Sister Act, mm-hmm. and I have to say, your singing—it was very touching <laughs> at times. It was very was sweet it because you knew how hard I was trying. You know, because you've got this nice, it's nice sort of singing voice, sort of all quite <laughs> up to do yes. And not quite knowing which note to start on because nobody tells you. <laughs> There's no one there going, Paul, start there. Yeah. You can just pluck it out of the sky <laughs> and go anywhere. Do you think a lot of actresses want to die on stage? Do you think they want to... Oh, and you've just reminded me. So you remember Leonard Rossiter? Yes. The late, great Leonard Rossiter. Leonard Rossiter, for our younger listeners, that means people between 45 and 50. Um, (laughs) So anyway, Leonard Rossiter was in a production of Loop. This was about, it must have been about 1988, 89. And he died on fucking... Well, he died backstage. Backstage. But cut to years later, I was working with Francis de la Tour, Mm -hmm. who did Rising Damp with him. And I said to her, blimey, Francis, I saw Leonard Rossiter in Luke two days before he died. She said, darling, I was in the night he died. Wow. And she said it was very, very strange because he he basically had a heart attack during the interval. And then all of a sudden one of the ushers came up to her and said, you need to go backstage. So she was sort of taken backstage and they were just taking him out on the stretcher. I mean, he died. My great friend Dave John was in the play with him and tried to give him a... Oh, um, my God. Not a massage. <laughs> a heart-thumping. Um, What's yes. it called? <laughs> resuscitation, <laughs> was it? <laughs> yes, tried to resuscitate yes. him, you know. But a kiss of life, that's kiss it. Of life. <laughs> Obviously, he gave him, <laughs> gave him a massage. <laughs> <laughs> How's that pressure for you? <laughs> did, did his feet? Do you want your feet doing? <laughs> do you want an happy ending? Um, but it was. It wasn't. Well, but anyway, he. Um, but yeah, isn't that amazing that Francis de la Tour mm. was in that night? So, yes. Why did we get onto that? I don't know. I'm dying on stage. Yes. But I was in a night at Covent Garden, and they were putting on Kenneth McMillan's Myling, and he was there mm. and in the interval he was taken ill and died right and after the whole of the ballet someone came on stage and just said sir kenneth passed away in the interval and i've never it was almost like a vacuum was created by the <gasps> very dramatic yeah. and everyone who was about to like they were expecting him to come out probably and of throw course. flowers and applaud and everything else and just come out and they could have they could have wheeled him out, couldn't they? (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't they just, you know that lovely thing when you've got your gown half on and your sort of naked bottom sticking out. (laughs) (laughs) That lovely thing that happens in hospitals that that's why I don't want to go in a hospital to die. Because you're never quite dressed properly. (laughs) That's very true. Yeah, those things they tie up at the back, back, don't they? And you go, but I'm naked from the back. But I suppose it's better than if they're tied at the front because they'd be... Then you'd you're be, naked from the front. Then you'd be very but naked. wrap around is what I'm saying. A little wrap round, yes. No, it's... Like yeah. a little wrap dress. Oof. Oh, I love a wrap dress. Oh, they're very good for the I've figure. I've got them now, but I can't. I'm too bulgy. 
yeah, can't, nah, I can't quite get mm, nah. the tits aren't quite where they were. It's funny, isn't it? Yeah. Things you oh, I, I shan't be buried in a wrap dress. Let's just say that. <laughs> Big nighty. Big nighty with a bra underneath. Oh yes. When you're lying there, they're still up. Yes, do you remember yes. that? Oh, I'd like, do you remember I'd when like they used to still shape. be there? Yeah. yeah. I don't want them under my armpits. No, no. Like <laughs> do you think anyone, nobody will care? Nobody will care. No, people don't, do they? No, because someone will just come with their gloves and give you a good old wash. Big old Pop scrubber and get her. Wash like cardigan, you've got your trousers. <laughs> All right, put them on. <laughs> what socks would you like? Would you have socks on? Yes. All right, listener. A quick note, especially for you. If you've been listening to these and enjoying them, why not give us a little review or even hit the subscribe button? We've got some lovely bonus episodes too, where I sit down and talk shit with my goddesses and we do have a laugh. <laughs> it's just, oh my God, it's one of my favourite stories. So let's get back to the episode, shall we? I hope it just, it'd be too complicated, wouldn't it, to, to have an afterlife? Do people stay the age they are? Do people? It's going to be an awful lot of old, old people. people up at the they're gates. They're not going to make it. They're not going to. No. They're not going to want to. They, they'd want be a they'd few want, mobility scooters yeah, heading their way. Yeah, they want to sit down. <laughs> so there'd be lots of benches, you know, like park benches all around the gates. Yeah, you know, I, I think that's why it will just be a, a click off of the light. I think, mm. and I think that's more as you get older. A lot of things click off gradually, don't they? You know, like. You know that moment where you think, I can't imagine. When I was in my 30s, I thought, imagine if I become a person who just listens to Radio 4. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then it happens and you only listen to Radio 4. You can't you can't in your head imagine that when you're young. You think, no. how could you do that? Why haven't you got music on all the time? Now I can have music on a little bit at certain times, but if it's on all the time, I can't think. I know, now, and now I don't I know. I haven't got a clue about rappers. Uh, no, I don't know who anyone is. A <laughs> no. lovely girl upstairs, a reception, got this lady on a T-shirt. I said, who's that lady? She told me. I went, no, she went, she's old school. I went, but I still don't fucking know <laughs> And I never is. thought that would happen. Because in my 40s, we were still like, oh, yeah, we still know that. We're up with the kids. And oh, now. absolutely. And it just goes. And I think that's what happens as you get older and not that life becomes less important, but that things become less important. You're gradually yes. detaching. You detach yes. and you detach until at the end you can just slide away happily, actually, happily. Absolutely, without thinking, you know. oh, who's going to have my yeah. mixtape collection? Yeah. Or, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, very different. And we were very lucky, though, because we did. It's almost like life loses its libido in a funny way. You know what I mean? It's like... It's not that you're not interested, there just isn't as enough. There's not as much as there was. But also I think, um, I mean, I've not had kids, but I think when you've had kids and then grandkids, like you said earlier, it becomes about them and their yeah, lives, yeah. Yeah. you know? Yeah. And so it's just making sure they want to go out to a party that you're there to make them a bacon sandwich when yeah, they get home. Yeah. Pissed out of their brains. Yeah. So now that you're dead, mm -hmm. are there any regrets well, I was thinking about this on the way here and thinking, what would you do differently? And there's lots of things you think, oh, I'd, have to, I'd do that differently now. But would you? Because you'd still be the same person mm. and you still have the same mindset. 
I'd still be as basically lazy as I am. So would I really want to be this go-getting, oh, I'd exercise more, I'd do this, I'd have accepted that movie offer, but I didn't, wouldn't care that it crossed my Christmas. I, you know, all this stuff. I would have done all this stuff. I'd have been this and I'd been that and I'd be thin now. And you know, it's all this stuff you think, yeah, you wouldn't. No. Because you'd still be the same person that just wants to sit and look at your iPad all day. You know, so of course you regret certain things. But I can't think of anything I would have actually done differently. Well, that's good, though, isn't it? You know, I'm, I I, don't go around being horrible to people, so I don't have to be nice. You know, it's like, what would I regret? You re- I mean, on a daily basis, I regret that last glass of wine I had last night. <laughs> you know, I regret certain things, but only on a daily basis, not on a lifetime basis. On a big sort of, oh, uh, yeah. I wish I'd done that at you. Oh, if only I'd taken a different course, yes. the road less travelled. If only I'd done that. But you think, no, you wouldn't have done, you stupid sod. <laughs> You'd have done the same things. The funeral. Anyway, darling, mm-hmm. now we're going to talk about the funeral. Yes. The ceremony. The ceremony. Mm. So, what do you want? What do you fancy? Wicker work. Oh, yes. So, Wicker work. The coffin. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the way, that's the fashion now, isn't is it? it? And they are so lovely. They're so lovely. And, uh, you know, the choice you have now, <laughs> the brochure is marvellous. <laughs> <laughs> the different colours, the different weaves. It's absolutely lovely, different choice of lining. And you know that it'll just disappear back into the earth. There's no metal handles, none of that that's it. nonsense. And not like old Queenie who went in her lead-lined... Great huge and then I found oak the, thing. the ending where they go down into the vaults yes. of the abbey. Yes. Found that quite interesting. Mm. I did notice the cameras didn't stay on it too long because imagine no, if it got stuck. It won't. I think that's the thing. Mm. And also there's probably quite a lot of kerfuffle. Yes. Of tucking things in and yeah. things coming across and it all look and what happens to the flowers. It's it's all a bit messy that bit. So they didn't they didn't show us that. She just went. And but I into what? To... Do you think it's like going under stage? <laughs> I mean, it did. It did going, seem like... Someone with a fair going, yeah. all right, another oh, one yeah. down. Move her along. <laughs> <laughs> She's here, close it up. <laughs> Do you want to back up? No, all right. <laughs> it's like a sort of trap door system. I have funny. Oh, I mean, that is a funny old thing, isn't it? And then it's left. Is it? It's just left as a coffin. It's not, that's it, in a crypt. I think so, in a mm. crypt, yeah, yeah. So what would you have and and would you like to be buried or cremated? I think, I think what I'd like, because this is my vision, is that I'd like to be buried and a tree planted on me. Ah, nice. Because I think if we didn't have graveyards, we could have forests. We just have forests and each tree was a person and yes. you could go to that tree and you'd have a nice walk through a forest rather than just tombs. I, I, that sounds to me like a great idea. So the, I think there are now these things called natural burial grounds. Yes, I, there is. Yeah, yeah, And I think that's the sort of idea, isn't it? That, yes. I think as long as you're not close to a drinking water source, you're allowed to be buried I don't think anywhere. matters. There's loads of shit in the water. What's <laughs> gonna, what's a few gonna... <laughs> dead bodies aren't going to make any fucking that's difference, true, is it? Isn't it? That's true. Oh, so you don't want to be cremated and it to no, be the no, ashes? No. no, no, you were very serious then. No, you don't no want to be cremated. I, I don't want to be cremated. I don't know why. And and why waste all that energy on burning 
When, well, you, when you can just dig a hole yes. and grow a tree. Yes, that's very interesting. I think that's one of the sort of modern things that they're realising that actually, yeah. who was it? Was it Archbishop Tutu? He passed away recently, didn't he? Mm. He had this newfangled thing where it's to do with water. They put you in an acid bath or something. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Old, yeah, yeah. I think it's called the Crippen technique. Okay. And they put you in a, <laughs> an acid bath and they just, they melt you or something. Right. Because it's more environmentally friendly. But is it? What do you do with the sludge? Here's your grandfather. And it's just like a jar of well, I think sludge. Well, I think water comes into it somehow. Okay. Right. So it's probably liquid rather than mm. dust. Okay. Certainly not sludge. Sludge <laughs> makes me speak. Well, sludge. I think it is was. <laughs> oh, the goop. Oh, the was goop. It goop. That's was it right. called? The, what's it called? You're being... Gunged. Gunged. You're being gunged. gunged. That's right. That's what, that's, that, that's what I'm thinking about. Gunged. gunged. No. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back after this short break. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. If you're looking for a smoking gun, I can absolutely guarantee you, you will not find it. In October 2001, a series of letters filled with a deadly powder called anthrax were dropped into the U.S. mail system. What started as an unprecedented case turned into an unsettling mystery. Who sent these deadly letters and why? From Campside Media and Sony Music Entertainment, I'm Josh Dean, and this is Cover Up Season 4, The Anthrax Threat. Available now. When someone's old, you get a better send-off, I think. Because yes. I think if you die before you should have died, mm. it's very hard to be... You're going to say, oh, it's going to be a celebration. You think, well, it's sort of a celebration, but it's also really sad yes. if someone dies young mm-hmm. um, or before their time. And I think some of the best funerals I've been to have been humanist ones. Yes. Because they're... They're more about how we all feel rather than about how God is thinking, what God is thinking about it all. And this person that probably didn't believe in God and what God's going to do for them. I mean, I think mm. I think a humanist one where everybody participates, I think a more, I, I quite like a, a, not an ad hoc funeral, but something not too formal. I think that's what I'd like. And I think it can be in a church mm. because I think a lot of churches, like the church in our um, village is just more like a community centre, really. You know, it's like where things happen. Yeah. And it's a very nice atmosphere and it's got all the seats laid on. <laughs> <laughs> it's got everything laid on. Yes. You know. It's got a place where someone can play some music. It's got a little stand where someone can make a speech. So it would be silly not to have it in the church, but I wouldn't mind if it wasn't. Yeah. You know, they could have it at a home in the garden. I wouldn't mind that. And what sort of... 
music will be playing? Will you be choosing um, some favourite like tracks? I'd like to have the coffin taken out to On White Horses. On White Horses, let me ride away oh. to a land of dreams so far away. Let me run to the sun. Oh, wasn't it? Oh. Say, look at that, your beautiful yeah. singing voice. Yeah, oh. See, thank you. Because you didn't think about <laughs> it and you just gave us. White thank horses, you, teacher. Again, for our younger listeners between mm. the age of 45 and 50, <laughs> White Horse, it, the programme wasn't called White it Horses. It was called was White it? Horses, yeah. And it was about, it was dubbed, wasn't it? Because I think it was about horses in the Camargue, the White Horses of the Camargue. Right. But it was a bit Bell and Sebastian-ish, wasn't it? With some kids and yes. adventures and ho- white horses. <laughs> and white horses. But it did have one of the great theme oh, tunes ever. yeah. The best theme tunes. Yeah. Because it was so gentle. And, and it, that- was, it was a girl's dream then. It was different to now, I think. It was less sophisticated time mm. for, you know, if you were sort of 10 years old. Yeah. And that dream, when you, what's that dream you have when your kids? It's like, right, both my parents are dead. Um, <laughs> everyone else doesn't want to care for me, so I can just go off on a pony. <laughs> Amazing. I have no recollection, really, of the show except the theme tune. I remember, it's a bit like Champion the Wonder Horse. Yeah, Champion the, the Wonder Horse. Horse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it was animals, we were obsessed with animals, animals in the 70s, yeah, wasn't it? definitely, yeah. Because Belle and Sebastian was about a dog ah, and the little boy. Yes. And it had a sort of Frenchy, sort of wispy theme tune, that one, Belle and Sebastian. And there was, Heidi was on. Do you remember watching Heidi? Yes. Again, it must have been dubbed. So we watched a lot of dubbed yeah, imported European stuff. telly. And the BBC bang on about <laughs> how they were giving us all our education and everything was shipped in from Europe. How fucking dare they? No. Oh, and the singing tree. Now, the singing ringing Ooh, tree. the singing ringing tree. That's right. That was weird, weird. as well. It's of nightmares. It's the what was stuff the theme of nightmares. Tune? It didn't really have one, did it? Did it no. sing to me? Something like that, wasn't it? Was there a strange fish? Fly, this little weird fish? fish. Was it a fish? There was a fish in the singing ringing tree. Was there? A strange fish. Right. Oh, anyway. And who's going to do your eulogy? Well, I think hopefully everyone that I'm friends with will have died already. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm thinking, you know, who's going to be around? Yeah. Because I'm thinking I'd quite like to go in my 80s, you know, something like that. Not right. not too young. Yeah. You wouldn't want to. You think, oh, you know, if Dawn's is in her 80s too. You go, do you want to? <laughs> no, I do know. I don't. It's like a lot of work to do a eulogy. It's quite hard, isn't it? Yes. It's like a speech of anything. That's quite a pressure to put on someone. If you're a professional, like an actor or like what we do, <laughs> sort of bits and bobs. Bits and bobs. Um, <laughs> you you probably will have a little thing and so people say, well, let's have a little thing for everyone in London mm. at St Paul's, the Actors' Church or something. And then all the professional people you've worked with and have known you can come and, and have a little reading or do the funny jokes and a bit of a sing-song. But then there'll be a family funeral, you know, right. where everyone you really know and all your friends yeah. can come <laughs> and your family. <laughs> that is so brilliant about showbiz. <laughs> like, no, your real friends, friends. and family will go to the funeral, yeah. but your 
showbiz friends <laughs> yeah. will have a piss up down yeah, and they can Pons. be on, you know, the Daily Mail online weeping as they come out. <laughs> but the real one would probably be, you know, on my lawn, hopefully, lovely summer's day on mm. the lawn in Devon, you know, and uh, and just have a big, lovely party and food and just a cracking party. Well, that brings us on to... The Wheel and the Wake. So, The Wheel and the Wake. We'll do The yes. Wake first. So, party. You want it to oh, be a nice party. Just a lovely big party. And buses home for everyone. You know what I mean? Just, yeah. you know, prepare it like a party. That's what a wake is, isn't it? I mean, I, you know, you, the, I know that in films, a wake can be a, a, a little bit difficult, you know, yes. with a few sausage rolls and some bad tempered aunties. Mm. But I think it should just be a lovely. Big party with lots of kids running around, you know. Yeah, a bit of a knees bit up. Bit of a knees up. Anyone you wouldn't want there. Anyone you think, oh, God, don't, don't, I just hope they don't come or I hope they're dead before me. I can't say that, can I? You can. I can't. You can. No, that what I wouldn't want is um, any intrusion, any photography, any Daily Mail online oh, yeah, thing. No, none of yeah. that, none of that. Yeah. Um, I, think, I can't think of anyone else. I wouldn't want anyone... I can't think of anyone that I wouldn't want. I mean, the only I can think now of people I wouldn't want, but they're all politicians and they yeah, wouldn't yeah. come anyway, you know. <laughs> I wouldn't want Liz Truss at my no. funeral. You know, there's certain people that you just think, She wouldn't find not. her way there anyway. No, She'd fucking no. lose the map. She can and... go to the actor's church and have the... <laughs> And just be on her own. And she'd be like, oh, I thought this was for um, other people. And yeah, and, and all the friends and family were at the funeral. And this was, and it was like, yeah, yeah. And just her was at St. Paul's. Yes. And every single other person you know. <laughs> Anyone can go to a funeral, can't they? I think, I think you don't. So. I mean, you don't send out invites for a funeral. I think a funeral is an open thing. Oh, right. So if there's a funeral going on, you can go in and sit at the back and watch the funeral, you know. Well, I think in, in not the olden days, but, you know, before sort of now, when, uh, you know, but when, when funerals were the way they always were, mm. which was very sort of uh, doer, mm. and then the way afterwards, you did hear about people that were funeral crashers. Yes. Mainly because a bit of a free grub up. Yeah. Yeah. Know? Scotch egg and a pint of beer. Lovely. Sausage roll. Yeah. And you could say, anybody says, who are you? Say, oh, I was the great aunt. Yes. The mysterious stranger at the funeral. It's quite good, isn't it? Yes. Mm. It's the beginning of an Agatha Christie. Yes. <laughs> it's a little bit of a... The stranger, the stranger at the funeral. Who mm. comes in. Who was that? I don't know. Yes. Friend of Tommy's, I expect. <laughs> <laughs> because I imagine everyone will have gone from wherever the service is up into the fields and we'll have planted the coffin. Yes. Put the tree on top. Put the tree on top. top you know, dug it in, stamped it around. Everyone's got a little hip flask or something to, uh -huh. you know, keep them going. And then back to the house for drinks and a bit of bevy, party, food. Sounds quite nice, oh, doesn't it? would be lovely. I'm sorry I'm missing it. I'm just <laughs> so sorry I won't be there. It would be lovely. And what about the will? Basically, everything goes to the kids. Yes. 
except one leather jacket that I've got. <laughs> I think it was called Maxfield Parish. He was a designer in the 80s and he made this beautiful um, wraparound um, leather jacket with huge shoulder pads mm. and sleeves. It's It was divine. And I've still got it. Oh. And my friend Harriet Thorpe said to me when I got it, she said, darling, when you die, I want the jacket. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought... Oh, and I was a bit late. I thought, oh, well, of course you're going to have the jacket. And thinking, what, you think I'm going to die before you? Yes, dare you? yes. And uh, so I've still got the jacket and it's got her name on it and it's in the will. I said to Aid, when he said, anything you want, I mean, anything's going to the kids. I said, no, not the jacket. <laughs> so this one item is going to Harriet. Lucky Harriet. Yeah. But what if she pegs it before you? What's going to happen to the jacket then? Oh, do you think she, we have to bury her in it? Oh, God, really? It'll be a bit hot. <laughs> <laughs> With the jacket on and then the fire. Oh, that's true. I should give it to her now. I'll see if she'd like it now. Yeah, she might, she oh, might yeah. go, darling, She might no. go, darling, not that old thing. I'm only <laughs> <really> joking. <laughs> Is there anybody or anything that you think, yeah, I'd like to come back. I mean, when we say haunt, listen, it doesn't have to Do be mean re scary. No, revisit and yeah, have maybe, your presence in. Yeah, just, you know, you can have a knockabout, you know, see, yeah. oh, well, just fancy seeing what Dawn's up to. and yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But is there anybody? Uh, I don't know. I think haunting is a, I'd love to, I'd love to come back to comfortable places where I've been happy and just check on people. I'd like to check on people. Mm. Just to check they're all right. Yeah. And, and sort of nudge them occasionally. <laughs> See if they're alive. See if they're alive, yeah. Well, if they wasn't, they'd be there next to you, wouldn't they? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose so. Now then, Miss Saunders, because, yes. well, you know, we can do what we want here. Mm. Do you want to know when you're going to die? Yeah. Do you want to know the actual date? Yeah. I'm just going to my things here. You calculated my heartbeats. Calculated <laughs> when were you born? The 5th of July, mm -hmm. 2058. 58. How old will I be? Oh, then I will be 100, will I? The day before. Four. I'm 100. Yes. I'm 99. You're 99. 59. Just the day before you'd reach wow. 100. Would that piss you off that you didn't quite get to 100? No, no. I don't think so. And also, he's not going to do the really cards. pleased to have lived that long. Yes. Really pleased. Well, that's good. We're glad we made you yeah. happy. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your death with us. It's been thought-provoking. Good. Yeah. And you think, well, maybe you oh, should she, plan ahead, going. you know, make people know that's going? what I want. Oh, she's gone. You've been listening to Where There's a Will, There's a Wake with me, Kathy Burke. My producer goddess for this episode is Jemima Rathbone. Sound and video engineering by Josh Gibbs, Jay Bill and Teddy Riley. Production coordinator is Archan Mohalay. Marketing by Abby Brock. Additional production and development from Chris Skinner and Dan Cocker. Original music written and performed by Jonathan Rathbone. The executive producer is Ollie Wilson. <laughs>